Hey, I'm Dorian Blake. And Ari Hart. And this is our episode called Shades of Us, where we discuss colorism. So stay tuned. Okay, guys. So today we're going to jump into our second episode for African American History Month. And we're going to be talking about colorism. Mm -hmm. So we just want to get into this conversation because it's still something that's very, you know, in our face now in 2019, Mm -hmm. even hundreds of years after slavery and Jim Crow, we're still facing this like idiotic idea of being prejudiced towards people within our own group based off of their complexion. So that's where I want to first start us off at, right? Is Mm -hmm. that colorism is the prejudice like that is projected onto people based off their complexion. So there are just negative ideals that you're pitting on someone because they are either light skin, medium skin, or darker complexion. Mm -hmm. And I want to start to just say like how this is something that is everywhere. And even as we progress in this community of black people and just in the world in general, it's something that isn't going to go away, Mm -hmm. at least not by itself. Right, because even me as a dark skinned woman, you know, I go on vacations and I even just feel a different vibe depending on where I'm at, right? Mm-hmm. So like I've been to Vegas twice and I've been to New Orleans twice as well, and those are very completely different vibes, right? So in Vegas, I didn't get like one phone number out there. I never felt welcomed. I just felt like dark skinned women and I've been told that even like after my visit that yeah, Vegas is definitely not even really a place for black folks. Like when people go to Vegas, like you go in with your black friends and you just gonna have fun with those black friends and maybe you'll run into some black people who aren't from that area. Mm-hmm. Versus New Orleans, come on my sweet Nola. Like when I step off the plane, I'm getting proposed to, I'm being <laughs> called a black queen, all of that. And I just feel like those are that's a really good example because, you know, people are showing more favoritism because of my skin tone in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, even in New Orleans, I felt like a light-skinned girl might not have as much fun down there as me because they just are so big on dark skin. So I just think, with that being said, I just think that we need to realize that no matter what our complexion is, we are all still black and we're all still going to be facing some type of discrimination. And it's already hard in the world, but to like do it to each other is really crazy you know what I mean and like I always say this you know with black people y'all wanna we y'all I'm saying y'all like I'm not a part of it but we wanna sit Mm -hmm. here and say you know uh these things towards each other at the end of the day like white people see us as black they don't give a fuck what complexion you are they don't care you dark light medium honey roasted (laughs) they you're a nigga to them right and the sooner you wrap that around your like head and the sooner you can understand that the better you can understand is that you just projecting that onto people who are in your community makes absolutely no sense right and i think we have to understand that colorism is a product of racism you know this dates all the way back to 1712 with the whole willie lynch theory and even sooner you know and basically it's a setup to put us against each other mm-hmm. um and i feel like whether we do it subconsciously or we do it willingly, we're still harming each other when it comes to colorism. And I feel like we always put each other in these categories. Oh, she's aggressive for a dark-skinned woman or he's aggressive for a dark-skinned man or she's acting bougie because she's light-skinned or he's soft because he's light-skinned. Like, 
we put each other against each other for what? Right. For what reason? And I know growing up, like, my grandmother having complexion like yours and my grandfather, we used to call him white man. And if we used to pick on our little cousins for being darker, we would get a whooping. Mm-hmm. Because, and I feel like that taught me, even to this day, that society gonna look at me as black and look at him as black any it don't matter all, the complexion okay and to see how they treat us regardless of our skin color who am i to point the finger at who's dark skin and who's light skin because we all gonna get treated the same way exactly and it's just sad because colorism doesn't even start here in america it's all over the world just because and for some reason people with melanated complexions it ticks them off for some reason they just seem like it's a sin to be melanated. I just, I think it's just like, I think it is something really magical about being, that being a brown person. Right. I think it's just something that people just can't understand. understand. And I think, you know, even like they had those wild ideas during slavery that even black women could like possess like magical powers. Right. I fucking believe that. That's and the one the goddamn truth. thing that white people had some sense in saying. <laughs> like, because like to think about it like the way that we age the way that like of course we have to still protect ourselves in the sun but we definitely don't get as harmed as like people of like you know more fair complexions Mm -hmm. and i just feel like darker skin is just so beautiful like yeah it's just something about it and it's so powerful because as soon as you mix someone with like brown skin with anybody else that child is gonna like we're so dominant in so many ways and i just think that's intimidating Mm -hmm. and i know you were speaking on like how african people and black people at the end of the day we're still the same and i feel like some people some races like dominicans they take it really hard because i see a lot of dominican people saying oh i'm not black i'm dominican honey you are still of african descent right so therefore you are still considered black right and the oppressing race is always going to see you as being black regardless if you can speak spanish or not right man i just think we need well, to- maybe it wouldn't be necessarily considered black because even that term black mm-hmm. comes from like being born here in america right you know of like african descent but you are still a person of color, color. correct and you are descended from africa correct so you still are african right latina if whatever term you was gonna make you feel better about yourself, you want right. to use, right? But I've he- heard that as well, like, mm-hmm. and it's just like you still a brown person, and some of some Hispanics yeah. that I see darker than me, and claim all up and down they don't got nothing to do with anything, okay. but you darker than me, exactly. So I'm confused. They are too. <laughs> they are too like so it's just like what's going on here right and i just feel like even like what you were just saying about even africans and like african-americans having that whole fight and battle of oh you know africans love to say that african-americans don't know who the fuck we are and right. we like to call them african booty scratchers mm-hmm. or whatever First of all, to the white man, you're, you're black. black. And they don't give a fuck if you was born in Africa or if you was born the fuck over here. Mm-hmm. They just seeing you as another nigga. Okay. And I think people who are in this country with dark skin need to just come to that understanding that nobody, mm-hmm. white people, are not sitting here picking you and putting you in special categories because you're really from here or because mm-hmm. you're this complexion. You're the fuck black. Okay. And we all gonna feel and like they don't give a shit about where you were really born, your right. native tongue. 
who the fuck you think you are. Mm-hmm. To them, they're telling you who you are. Exactly. And I think even when it comes to raising our children, you know, for me, I think that's going to be the hardest part. Explaining to them. Of course, you're going to tell your child you're beautiful, mm-hmm. no matter what people say. But for I know experiencing colorism, it's tough for me. So having, because even in middle school and elementary school, to see how the kids attack each other mm-hmm. for the color of their skin... And I just, me as a parent, I don't think I would be able to handle that because I'd be ready to fight everybody and their kids. Don't come from me and mine, especially when it comes to their skin complexion. Because at the end of the day, we all are black. And you can't control the complexion that you are. Right. You know what I mean? Even when you sit up here and lay with someone lighter and you think your kid won't come out lighter. Like my coworker, me and her were just talking about today. Her daughter is very light skinned and mm-hmm. she's a she's darker than me. Mm-hmm. And it's go to show like jeans do what they want right so you could sit here and lay down with x y and z and hoping that your kids don't come out whatever there's no telling what route their jeans are going to take to come out and you just have to be accepting and if you really have those type of identity issues as a black person mm-hmm. you don't need to be bringing no fucking kids into this world yeah you need to sit your ass down and do some soul searching okay do some research do some research really because having those identity crisis as a black person and having children you're just breeding more of what we already had and we're right. good we're good we don't need no more of that so i just think that black folks while we want to ask like white folks to take accountability like you know the good white folks out here who mm-hmm. are woken who just happen to be white right um we got to do the same thing because this is our community at the end of the day we cannot ask somebody to help us more than what we're willing to do for mm-hmm. ourselves and that's what I tell my students all the time uh, when they complain about something I can't help Miss Hart can't help you more than what you fit to help yourself right and that goes the same thing for us when it comes to just topics like this it's just mm-hmm. when are we ready to take responsibility right so with that being said guys we're going to make our way into my segment of the show matters of the heart mm-hmm. Hey guys, it's your girl Ari here with my segment of the show, Matters of the Heart, where I give you guys a movie, TV show, or book that pertains to today's topic. So today we're talking about colorism. So the book that I will be talking about today is called Black or the Berry. And this book is about a dark-skinned woman who grows up in a family full of people of lighter complexion. And her family just pretty much teaches her and grooms her to be an independent woman because they feel like she will never get a man because of her skin tone. They kind of teach her that her complexion is very unattractive and that as a dark-skinned woman, you're the least desired. Um, And her family's model is the closer to white is better, right? So the whole book, they're just trying to tell her, like, if you do marry, you know, you need to be trying to have lighter-skinned kids, but the likelihood of you being married is very slim. And I think, although now in 2019, we might not necessarily have parents um who are preaching this whole like whitewashing thing to us or making us feel like as darker skin we will not be able to marry um i think colorism is still something that we are seeing even in households of families maybe giving certain treatments to certain complexions or making people think that they have to do a you know the above and beyond in order to like be attractive because of their complexion So, you know, with that being said, I just want you guys to look into that book. It was something I read in college and 
I think it just really opens your eyes no matter what your race and complexion is that you know colorism is a real thing and having a certain complexion and growing up with that can really like affect you deeply so once again this was Ari with Matters of the Heart so wherever we go as black people we seem to have this ugly colorism stigma following us especially in the media i don't know if you guys remember when the movie straight out of compton came out for the casting calls Mm -hmm. they had different segments for like the women like women a group was 18 to 30 light skin complexion curly hair very beautiful and then like the b girls were like normal girls from around the way and then like the category c girls were dark skin looked like she was struggling just rough mm-hmm. but they put it in complexion categories and for them to honestly think that was okay right. i want to know who was the casting team manager who was the person putting the list out because that's offensive yeah that really is to think that a certain type but then again like you said, the area, I know in LA, like most, they have like a type of model looking chick they want. It's normally the mixed girl with the curly hair. Mm. But for them to think that's a standard of beauty is horrible. And that's a really offensive to me because what about the brown and black girls who actually supported these rappers in real life? And I think when it comes to, like, the media, it's always the same three actresses portraying in the movies. And, like, when you ask people, name me a dark-skinned actress, they can only name Lupita, Lupita, excuse me, or um, Viola Davis. And I'm like, that's really sad. Mm -hmm. And the fact that we don't have the representation we need for darker-skinned women is horrible. Even when you go and think about how... Martin, like Martin's one of my favorite shows, but you can see the colorism in that. How Gina oh, was the pretty, hardworking, light skinned girlfriend, and then here comes Pam, loud and just boisterous, and it's just like why. And I think people still talk about that show now, talking about how Gina was never really cute; she was just light skinned. I thought they uh, both were cute. I think Pam is definitely better than Gina. I thought they both were cute, and they've been friends for a long time. That don't have nothing to do with Pam being better than her. No, I'm just saying. They've been friends for a long time. So I'm surprised that they let those stereotypes happen. I think what it comes down to in media is that money. Like, Mm -hmm. you're willing to, you know, um, portray anything if you are making money. Right. And especially during that time as a black person in acting, you know, you're going to go wherever you can. And Mm -hmm. even if that means that you might have have to play a role that you know, is it something you might necessarily believe in? Because, like, even now when we talk about, like, slave movies, I'm, like, the queen of slave movies. And what I mean by that is that I just, I'm fascinated by them. Mm-hmm. And I watch them all the time. I remember, like, a couple months ago, I sat and watched, like, a bunch of slave movies because it just, I still can't wrap my mind around the fact that something like that happened. Right. But I think the reason why we only see black folks in certain roles like that is because those are the roles that are offered. Mm -hmm. And until we have black people who are making other types of roles, then we can never play those. Mm. Like I know Jordan Peele with his latest movie that he's going to be coming out with, um, us. Mm -hmm. Um, he did, I believe say that that one has nothing to do with race Mm and anyway. So he's telling people like, don't sit here and try to analyze it. It's not like get out, 
It's just like, this is just a movie with black people mm-hmm. of dark skin in it. And that's exactly what we need. Right. But it took, it takes black di- directors and black producers and writers mm-hmm. to put those things into play. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It doesn't just happen because we can't trust non-black people to care about us that much to have us represented. Mm-hmm. And I think it's speaking up for ourselves when it comes to media and who plays what roles. Because I know Zendaya, she has mentioned that when it comes to choosing a role, she normally goes for a role that's in her lane or it's for a white woman. Like I don't know if you remember when... Um, the Nia Long story was supposed to come out. They put that girl, what's her name? Zoe? Uh-huh. And she's like light-skinned. I think she's even mixed. She's like um, uh, Spanish and black, but she's mm. really light-skinned. Right. Why would you pick that woman to play a dark-skinned woman who basically spent her whole career talking about colorism and racism? Because that's a way to dim the light. Right. You know, and like Zendaya, she's just one example of how people need to take accountability. Right. And I think that accountability, like we were saying, like it starts with our own people, but it starts with maybe our, even our lights, like people of lighter hues in the black community. Yeah, that like, light skin privilege. Right, like you want, so like, okay, we have white privilege. Now we have light skin. So light skin, black folks, y'all have to also take responsibility if you are in certain lanes um, in the industry or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be to be like, you know what? I'm not going to take this role or I'm not going to um, promote this. Right. And I just think at this point, a lot of people just let, like I said, fame and money run their morals. So of course, if you're getting that role, of course, if you know, you're going to be famous from it, you're not really concerning yourself with how it might affect other people if you're fine. But see, that's where it kind of bothers me because you're still a woman of color. Mm -hmm. So regardless of how much money you get paid, because she's a well-known actress, Mm -hmm. so I'm pretty sure she gets scripts handed to her every other day. So when you got a role of a character that you Mm -hmm. know you can't necessarily relate to, especially in looks-wise... Why would you even consider to take that role? Like, that's where you fall on holding yourself accountable for representation in the media. Right. Because, like, when I seen... Like, she legit was doing blackface. Right. Because when she had to change into character. Like, you should have took accountability. Like, listen, this is a great opportunity. But me, personally, I cannot play this role due to the fact that I'm not of complexion. Right. Like, yeah, I'm black. Right. But that doesn't mean that I'm still qualified for this particular role. And, yeah, we would like to have the idea that people, because they're black, would take that responsibility Mm -hmm. and to consider other people. But it's just, unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. I think a lot of people out here don't want to admit that unless things are benefiting them or affecting them, they don't really care about it. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, even me to a certain extent, I'm not even talking about like just colorism, but like I can think that I couldn't think of things that uh that have happened to me where I'm kind of not as concerned because it doesn't necessarily affect me. Mm-hmm. And that's like, what do you mean? Like, I might have, I like maybe there might be some like type of political issues that I see mm-hmm. in the media, and I might not really give it all that much thought because it's not like directly affecting me. Right. You know what I mean. Um, and I think people can sit and say, oh, that makes you a X, Y, and Z type of person. But if we're being honest, I think more people than we would like to admit 
feel that way about certain topics that don't pertain to them. Like, what do you mean pertaining to the topic of colorism? Well, like, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that I feel that way about colorism, but Mm -hmm. I'm saying, like, there's been just random other general topics, right, that I've heard about, and Mm -hmm. I might not really care because it doesn't really affect me. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm saying as far as, like, colorism. Like, even though, I'm like, this person could be black, Mm -hmm. like, Zoe, because she's not directly being affected by this colorism in the industry, she Mm -hmm. just might not really give it a second thought. Right. Uh, regardless i feel like regardless if she's not experiencing colorism in the industry even portraying the rule it looked a hot ass mess regardless like i'm not even gonna lie when i uh-huh. seen that the fact that she was legit doing blackface to no i did see character. that i saw that and i was like that looks a hot ass mess <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty sure he- Nina Simone was probably like, that's a hot ass man. <laughs> if she could, like, come on now. You like, you can look at a production and say, this isn't a good fit for me. And then it's about to make you be portrayed and have like this wild ass image attached to you because right. you out here painting yourself instead of just telling them they need to hire somebody who already fits that. Right. And I feel like especially when you work in a environment that has racism and colorism attached to it you should be more aware right and that's where i feel as though she kind of dropped the ball on accountability regardless if it's an issue that affects her or not you still dropped the ball on accountability you did you didn't you should have paid more attention to it because that should look that hot ass mess but that takes a different level like to be to have empathy i believe that's what it would be called to like just be understanding of other people's circumstances mm-hmm. that just takes a different level of being a person that maybe she just does not possess. Like I can admit depending, like I said before, depending mm-hmm. on what the circumstances, I might not necessarily wholeheartedly care that much. And that could have been her thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like she just, is just not affecting me. I just don't give a fuck. And, and see, we have to be, I think we have to like understand that, People feel that way genuinely. And that's where and we cannot always, just because somebody's a brown person, count on them to have our back, unfortunately. And that's where we need to step in and say, hey, you should have known better. Mm-hmm. Especially because when it comes to colorism, we all, whether we're dark skin or light skin, need to empathize with each other because we experience America in a black way. Right. So, regardless if you're one of those people who don't really take heed to it because it doesn't affect you. At the end of the day, you're still black and you need to empathize with other black artists, Mm -hmm. especially in your form of work and how it's going to be portrayed to black and brown girls. No, I totally agree with that. I just think that sometimes, you know, we just don't always realize that these type of people do exist Mm -hmm. and that just because we think someone should feel or believe certain things mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that they're going to. And I think we just need and to you, bring it to their attention. Yeah, and you just have to be ready for situations like that. Mm-hmm. And the people who are more aware, uh, you just have to get closer to those people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, but I think that is one of the reasons, like, even in our community, like, of black people, if it don't affect me, then people don't really care about it. Which, unfortunately. And I, that's a negative attitude to have, especially when it comes to the topic of colorism, because mm-hmm. 
a light skinned person can say, Well, I'm not dark skinned, so it don't affect me. Right. And right. a dark skinned person can be like, Well, I'm not light skinned, so it doesn't affect me. And I think that's why colorism is still still prevalent to this day because we have that attitude, well, it doesn't affect me. Right. But little do we know, it does affect us. No, for sure. I definitely agree with that. No, I like wholeheartedly I definitely agree with that. So Yeah. Well, we're gonna take it into my segment of say what? Hey, I'm Dorian Black with my segment of the show called Say What? And this is a part of the show where I say little quotes and sayings pertaining to the topic of discussion. So let's get into it. I wear my skin on the outside, but they see black on the outside. Skin is black as night. I thought colorism no longer exists, but it is what it is, spotting everywhere. The shades wreck the brimming confidence, ruining the light of your soul dim. Breaching the promise of what to be affected, letting yourself down with a word or two, or the disgust of their eyes. Do they conceive black on my inside too? That's why I say, damn it all to hell, a shade darker would never make a difference to who I am. And you, diva us. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we come in different shades for a reason, which makes us beautiful. We should never dim our own lights to fit in with others, and we should never attempt to dim anyone else's to make them feel less than. Melanin is a marking of God for us to stand out and show how creative and colorful he or she is. Our skin should never be a crime. We should never hate one another or hate ourselves for the color of our skin. No matter how hard they try to separate us by color, our skin is always the speck that makes us stand out on a plain canvas. I'm Dorian Black with Say What? Okay, guys, so the last segment of the show, we want to discuss skin bleaching. So skin bleaching is a million-dollar market right now, and mostly the marketing prevails in, you know, certain countries in Africa as well as Southeast Asia and mostly Caribbean islands. And it's just so sad to see that people who come from these native lands who are enriched with melanin are finding ways to take it away. And I feel like the purpose of that is because this European standard has just deflected us so bad. It's just like, it's sad. It's really sad. Like when you see how bad like people really bleach their skin to the point where they're not even recognizable anymore and like i remember i think i was watching um this oprah uh segment it was on colorism and a girl was talking about how she would take bleach bags like legit pour a chemical into her waters because she wanted to be lighter and i'm like especially black women when i guess when we have daughters we need to teach them that it's okay to be you it's okay to be black you're this reason for you're this color for a reason no one else looks like you so appreciate that and i just feel like for that to be a million dollar market and to profit is scary Mm -hmm. in a sense um yeah i think it is unfortunate however at the end of the day like if that's what you want to do go ahead and do it Mm -hmm. i mean me personally i like being dark-skinned so i will never be caught participating in that but at the same time I don't really have any judgment because as we know being a brown person comes with its own set of struggles Mm -hmm. and if that's something you have to do for yourself I really hope you figure out whatever it is that you're missing um but you know and I'm not really surprised that it you know is this big you know market because for hundreds of years 
having dark skin has been mm-hmm. marketed as an unattractive feature and just being a low grade of a person. Right. So it's not really far-fetched that people are now buying and creating products that allow people to lighten their skin. Right. Um, and even in 2019, with more of acceptance, because, you know, it's all these different movements of just accepting your brownness and, like, mm-hmm. being okay with who you are, even with those movements, people are still struggling with identity. Like, right. you know, it's, being a human being is already difficult, but then being a brown one on top of it mm-hmm. is just even more challenging. So, I think it more so hit close to home for me because I never knew something like this was happening until recently. Like, mm-hmm. if you were to tell me maybe five or ten years ago that people were bleaching their skin to make it lighter, I would think they were crazy. I still think that they're crazy, but now that I see it on the beauty supply store shelves, right. now I see Black China. she recently had some controversy because she kind of went over to a country in Africa and was promoting a skin bleaching cream. So when I see that it's hitting mainstream media now, it's like, wow, people are really doing this. And it's sad because I never ever in a million years would think people would want to be lighter. I mean, I always knew colorism was a thing, but right. to really go to the extent of damaging your skin to be lighter is just... But is that really far-fetched? I mean, we got people out here who get breast, butt, body implants. Like, making your skin lighter is really in that whole category of yeah. altering your body. And I don't think it's crazy because look at where we live. Like, look at the world we live in where having this particular you know, pigment is an issue. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you feel like being attractive is only a light skin or Mm -hmm. a white person, then it would make sense for you to want to do that. Right. You know? I mean, I think for me, the reason why when it comes to skin complexion and altering your skin complexion is a shocking factor to me because it's like, yeah, you always heard of people, me personally, because skin bleaching is something... Not new to me, but more so becoming a bigger issue mm-hmm. now. Um, only because I'm seeing more of it. And I think because I'm starting to see more of it, it's like, wow, people really do this? Like, you always heard people getting their breasts done or people getting their butt done or even their lips. And not even that... I was more so like a white person thing. Like, I always thought white people were the ones altering their bodies to look more like us. When you right. think about them going tanning and stuff. So, it's just like, wow. Now, black people are trying to lighten their skin. And I think it just, to me personally, skin bleaching doesn't really look that, you know, great to me. Because when I look at a picture of Sammy Sosa, I'm like, God damn. He looks really terrible to me in my mm-hmm. opinion. But, you know, I think that's just an issue that he has with himself. And it's, it's sad to see that he went to that extent to change from a, a beautiful brown complexion man to just being scary looking at this point. Right. Because <laughs> when I, I, I say he looks scary, yeah. oh my goodness. You know, I haven't really seen too many pictures of skin bleaches. So I can't really Child. think right now on, like, what... They look like, but I think that, you know, one thing that I've learned is that, you know, people going to do what they want. And while it's very sad, it's just honestly the circumstance that we live in. Um, You know, of course, I don't recommend it for anybody. I think you need to learn how to embrace yourself because 
people don't seem to understand that no matter what you do to yourself, altering yourself in any way, if you don't fix what's broken with inside of you, oh yeah, if you don't fix what's broken inside of you, then all the skin bleach and all the implants and altering of your body is not going to matter. Right. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of people, kind of like what we were talking about last night was just like, people just don't really take accountability to fix what their issues and an issue is not thinking that you're beautiful the way you are and having those insecurities and you need to like pinpoint that and fix it because no matter what you do to your body you are still you right you know what i mean you're going to these heights to alter yourself for what right is it really making you feel better it doesn't change the fact that you're black now you're just right a lighter skinned black person and you're, you're still black and i think with looks so creepy about people who really go to the extent of changing their skin complexion because they still have black features so even though their skin is lighter you still have these black features so it just looks like Mm. creepy and it's just like wow i can't believe you did that to yourself it's it's hard especially Mm -hmm. when you have insecurities and you, and it's hard watching people with insecurity, especially famous people. And I'm like, and they go through those altering changes, and you see, like, wow, this is really hurting you. Because even when I look at Little Kim, right, and I see how yeah, that's really she sad. Faced herself like that, and it's like now I can honestly say she looks a little bit better. Right. I don't know if it's her makeup artist or she got you know some constructive work done, but she looks she's starting to look like the old Little Kim. But when she looked like Catwoman, I'm like, mm. I felt so bad I felt so bad because I'm like little Kim was beautiful like I kind of looked up to little Kim like wow she's sexy she's you know she does the fashion thing like she's going on and for her to change her body like that she didn't even look like the same person and I think we put so much pressure on people especially women of color because I think it was an article saying the reason why she did that to herself was because she felt like the men she was dating were leave her for lighter women, which is one of the reasons why she altered her skin complexion. And I'm like, I don't care how many times a man leave me. I went and put myself in that position. And when you really think about how insecurities play on a person's, you know, mentally, it's sad because here you have this beautiful woman who everybody admires because she was rejected. Mm-hmm. She went to these crazy extremes and measures. Yeah, but the one important thing to realize is that it doesn't matter how other people view you or how many people you're liked mm-hmm. by, if you don't accept yourself, right. it don't matter. Because I've seen beautiful women, and they're still very unhappy because yeah. they have issues with themselves. Right. Um, so, it's sad, but just because you're attractive, if you don't feel good about yourself, you could be getting... All the admirers, all the attention, but it is not going to matter because right. you are not concrete with yourself. And right. you're going to always continue to be striving and willing to do crazy things to look or feel a way that you feel like you should be. Right. So, but yeah, so guys, we're going to go into our next segment, our wild card segment. Okay, guys, so for our wild card segment, this will be called What the Hell Happened? <laughs> and this will be where we talk about a current event. So normally we do like confessions, guess my bag, a Q&A, but today we'll talk about a current event. So 
recently, me and Dorian came across a video yes. of a dark-skinned brother. Okay. Right? And he's a football player, right? Yes. So, a group of NFL players led by Jalil Aday, safety for the Los Angeles Chargers, they're under fire for proposing the toast at a dinner. Here's to having more light-skinned babies. Right. Mind you, they're there with their and white all, yep. wives. They're all into interracial dating. And I just had to say, what the hell was going through their mind when they recorded it and thought this was okay? Identity issues is going through their fucking heads. And this is what we're talking about. I feel like... Insecurity as a black man going through their heads. And that, and I'm just saying, like, when we say black women, okay, we don't mind interracial dating, but if you love that person for loving them... Don't sit here and try get in a relationship because now you're trying to dilute, you know, your genes or dilute your complexion. But you know what? Dilute your dumb ass. <laughs> I don't want any other person running around this world thinking on the level that the fuck you're thinking of. So dilute your ass, Jalil, yes. and your whole fucking NFL. And you got these basic white women yeah. cheering to it. And let me tell you something, Rebecca. Okay? All right? Um, Jalil, he's not a secure man. And, and he's not secure, you know why? Because he's toasting a dumb shit like that. Okay. And they was dumb and proud. Right, dumb Ice and proud. babies. Right. I said, what the hell? And Where's you, and, your mother? And mind you, if you saw Jalil, right, the football player, he is a chocolate, very, I thought, mm-hmm. nice looking, Dreads. but now you're ugly to me. Mm. And you're dark as hell talking about to light-skinned kids. Like, you really don't like yourself, and that's hilarious to me. <sighs> and you need to dig deeper in something and figure that out. Babies. Right. So, what? That's I wonder what the moms, like the mothers of people, of men who think like this. I wonder how they feel. They I hope be his like, mom is black as hell and I hope she slapped his dumb ass. Okay, with the tight look. ass over here. First of all, you already got one strike purposely dating a white woman because you're insecure about your blackness. But then to go and try to cheer the dark, I mean light skin, more light skin children, like... Okay, let's. I hope your next can come out dark as hell, <laughs> Wesley Snipes. <laughs> so that's what I wish upon you, Jalil. Do better. Do yes. better. Yes. So, guys, with that being said, this was our Shades of Us episode, and you know, we just want you guys to like really think about, you know, how you feel as a black person and. Right. Depending on what complexion you are, like, how have you allowed other people to make you feel, and how do you see yourself out here? And it definitely is a struggle, you know, accepting yourself. But, you know, me and Dorian are here to help you get through that and to know that, like, you're not the only person struggling, and accepting your blackness is going to be one of the most beautiful and, like, relieving things that you can do. Yes. And so all of our listeners, we would love for you guys to interact with us on social media, whether it's Instagram or Twitter, and just give some of your ideas or your views or maybe some of your experience dealing with your complexion, your race, and we would love to get back to you guys. So don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at everybody. Everyone gets a turn, excuse me. And I guess we see you guys next week. Yes, have a good one. See ya.